Recorded live in Balcata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talking Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Okay, episode 52 of the Talking Power podcast. I am Nick DiCimbre with co-host Simon Gonzo-Travellini. Welcome back to the studio, Simon. You know, Nick, if we were doing one a week, that'd be a year's worth. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you. You reminded me of that last week. <laughs> so, so the Formula One. Lots been happening. Lots been happening. Uh, let's just get straight, straight into, into it. it. Straight we're not going to waste it. any time. The Formula One. The Formula One, yeah. Kicked off in uh, Albert Park in uh, Melbourne. In Melbourne. Mm. In Melbourne. Yep. And, and we saw scenes reminiscent. Of call the park we did eh? you, you've read my notes it came to my mind as well so you've got a west australian yep. racing in victoria yep in for a those, premier class <laughs> there'll probably be a lot of people say what on earth are those two nimrods on about but for those of you that don't know it was very reminiscent of the 95 nationals the top door slammer was an exhibition correct and we saw john zapier and brendan mcsweeney two west australians actually correct brendan went straight for the center line red lit and went straight for the center line uh, john took evasive action and went out on the grass kept his foot into it tore up the front of the car uh, mowed the lawn yeah mowed the lawn much like daniel did but unfortunately <laughs> the um the renault is not as resilient as the um the hq yeah that's right <laughs> so he was out he was pretty much done from that point onwards so maybe he should have switched from renault to holden yeah right <laughs> hey do you reckon mark weber was having a bit of a go at, at, at daniel his commentary during the race was he goes um it's very important that he does track walks he would have seen that there's a footpath that comes across there and that's where the car got caught up. I don't know if it was a criticism of Daniel or... I don't know. You know, in the heat of the moment, you do some... You know, I mean, you just do whatever's, whatever you feel is the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, I, I tell you now, if, even if you had have done the track walk... Mm. Do you honestly think you would have been thinking, "Oh shit, there's a there's that little footpath <laughs> over there"? And I was, yeah. is that was that there, or is it a bit? Was it back that way? Or oh yeah, it was for me. It was tragic to watch because you know I know he played it down, mm. but you just you know you want to see him do well. Of course, yeah. You of know, course we do. Um, yeah. Now, now on that point, mm. uh, earlier this evening we were having a discussion about the qualifying. I didn't realise the qualifying worked that way. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, as, as I didn't know a few moments ago, mm. um, it's the bottom six. That's correct. Six, so you, yeah. you go out for Q1, mm. and and if you're in the bottom six, mm. that's it. That's you, You're stuck in those positions. Yep. Now, if we had that back in the Mark Scaife days, <laughs> he would have been last every <laughs> single round. Because what they used to do, they'd go out with a shit set up in the car. Yeah. 
and they had access to, a, I think it's called a seven-point jig. Mm. It's basically a, a, another car bolted to a, a hydraulically actuated um, seven-point jig mm-hmm. <laughs> that simulates all, all the sensors on the suspension travel around the car. It simulates that yep. and uh, feeds all that data into a computer, and the computer then tells you what spring and, and mm. shock package to put on the car. Yep. Um, and they would you know, go from qualifying last to qualifying first in most mm. cases because yep. they were part of Walkinshaw Racing. Walkinshaw yep. had that machine for the Formula One team, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, it just uh, it blew me away when you said that because you would think that they'd go out for the first session, just get a feel for the track. Mm. But but if you're not in the yeah. in the top, well, if, you, if you're in the bottom six, that's it. Yeah. You're stuck yeah. there. It does make for an exciting package. I know you don't probably agree with me, but it does make for an exciting package um, come the final closing minutes of that session we see a lot of vying for position those cars making their way back out again and then we see the cars that are on the the bump we'll call it they go out again as well and just make sure that they don't they don't fall into that danger zone so it is quite exciting but um not for the not for the guys in the bottom sixes no it's not no no pierre gasly got caught out there it was unusual to have a red bull car in the bottom six in the in q1 Pierre Gasly just got caught out and uh, wasn't his best weekend, unfortunately. Uh, Daniel also got caught out in Q2. Him and Nico Hulkenberg were both caught out in 11th and 12th, so that didn't that didn't progress into Q3 either. So, and Hulkenberg outqualified Ricciardo. But look, I think that was it was so small that that margin uh, Hulkenberg over Ricciardo. We're not gonna, we're not going to talk about. We're not going uh, we, we to. We do need too much. Uh, we do need to. Uh, you know, just pay tribute to Charlie Whiting. We do, yes. And everything he did for Formula One. Yeah. In many years, he served he served them very well. He, he was very much the statesman of the sport and was like sort of the logical thinker in, in many situations and put a lot of um, common sense. Mm. This sport sometimes lacks common sense. A gentleman like by Charlie Whiting, by nature had a lot of common sense and and put that back into the sport and he'll be very sadly missed when you say lacks common sense is that because of the american element no i think over the years we they've made some silly decisions and like the thong that and a number of things but people like charlie whiting that have been in the sport for a long time um yeah they're certainly going to miss him now you've got a bone to pick with force india yeah the color scheme is terrible it's (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't mind pink. Don't get me wrong. This isn't. I'm not being discriminatory against pink, but I am when it's a. Put Is that a against, thing? Is there a colour discrimination? Oh, there? Probably not. I hope not. But <laughs> it, it is when you mix it with blue. It looked absolutely shocking. The the colour scheme on the car. I think these cars. You know, they spend millions on these cars, if not billions, and and then we we serve up. It looked like absolute crap. So I mean, it's not 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 the highlight. The Haas cars come up really good. I must say that looked really. Really smart, the house cars. Um, so, so did you know? Fun fact. Mm. Fun fact that um, his name escapes me, and the only reason it's fresh in my mind is because he was the uh, head of McLaren during the um, uh, the movie was on last night. Remind me. Oh, Rush. <laughs> Rush. Yes. Rush. What, what was the McLaren driver's name? James Hunt. James Hunt. There yep. you go. Yep. <laughs> Um, so he was the head of McLaren. He ran McLaren. Uh, Teddy, sorry, Teddy. Oh, Teddy Mayer. That's it. Yes. Okay. 
He also uh, had a distinguished career in uh, uh, indie. Can mm-hmm. uh, Am, obviously. Yeah, that's that's where he he became he b- began working for uh, Bruce McLaren yep. during the Can Am era. So he was his predecessor, as you said, was Bruce McLaren, and his successor was Ron Dennis. So yeah. there you go. He fitted right in that gap there. <laughs> yeah, I, but I just thought it. it was interesting that. Um, you know, he was involved with Haas. Yeah. So, because yep. um, you always wonder when a team starts from scratch, you think, where do they get their talent from? Yeah, yeah, you that's know? right. So, uh, anyway. Um, now, the race itself. Mm. You know, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, watching that movie last night, mm. a lot of references by James Hunt mm-hmm. um, about uh, Nicky Lauda looking looking like a rat. Yep. And and Nicky Lauda, as, as we all know, is the, I guess matriarch of Mercedes he team is, which yeah, is he certainly is yeah. and 10% owner as well I believe really yeah I didn't know that mm. did he sell louder air to, to buy that 10% I think, I, I think he may have you know but I know he's, he's, a, he's a he's a shareholder of the team there you go along you with go. Toto Wolf um, now I just want to ask you mm-hmm. who do you think's uglier him or Bottas <laughs> I don't think Bottas is that unattractive <laughs> but there you go. I'd, I'd never. And do you think consider... Hamilton looks like a, a rat? No, no, no? you no, don't I'm think not so. Not going to say that. No, no. What kind of? I don't. Carries know. on like one sometimes, but no, he doesn't look. You don't like think one. he looks like? He's a handsome young rooster, to be honest. But I mean, I don't think he he looks like one. But I, I still don't. That his carry on, like even even yesterday, I felt that he wasn't very. Um, he didn't really give his teammate much support no, there, did he? No, he, he just kind of looked pretty pissed off. Yeah, yeah, and it's the start of, I hope, a new regime. I was a big critic of um, Valtteri last year. Massive critic. Yeah, yeah, and I hope he can really turn it around. His drive yesterday was phenomenal. Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Really. He, he, um, he was gapping. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even with older tyres as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So I was amazed to see and, that. And, and two laps to go, because mm. those of you that don't know, there's a new point system that yeah. uh, uh, awards one point to uh, whoever's in the top 10 if they set the fastest lap. I that's believe correct. that's how it yep. works, yeah. Yep. And um, uh, uh, Bottas mm. uh, radioed in and said, um, I'm coming in for a fresh set of tyres. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very reminiscent of NASCAR. It was. The days of thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, he had a, he had enough gap to do it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. They were like, no, 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 he's staying out there. And he, all right, I'm going for it. Yeah. Two laps to go. And he did it. He did it. And credit to him as well, because Verstappen actually did it with three laps to go, put the fastest lap in. So he would have had the knowledge that Verstappen had the extra point up until that point. So he, w- he went out there and got it. And Lewis... um. I would have thought he might have had a crack at it as well, but um, I don't know if he tried to in the end or just felt like holding on to second was probably the right thing to do. Because to be honest, Verstappen was coming at him pretty hard, but in the post-race interview, he said, no, he had him covered. Lewis felt he had him covered, but I don't know. I don't know. I reckon he was coming pretty strong. Talk to me about Ferrari. Yes. Yep. Very disappointing race for him. They finished up. A strategy or, or car or I'm thinking it's car, but they were over 20 seconds behind uh, Valtteri, which is a considerable gap. And even in qualifying, it was a seven tenths gap 
to the the Mercedes. I just don't think that's acceptable. Mind you, it's the first race of the year. It's still early days, but I, I just think they have not started off on a good foot. Vettel also had a bit of an incident in qualifying. Now, I don't know if that had much of an effect in Q3. Possibly did. He went off-road. May have damaged the underneath of the car a little bit. Yep. yep. He was very coy about that. It wasn't... But his radio messaging during the race was... Um, he was down and out, really. And he was asking questions of as to why he wasn't being competitive. And I don't think that was appropriate to do mid-race. Uh, but anyway, that's just my view. But I, I wish... The guys, well, Charles Leclerc looked pretty, pretty good, mm. but still in a car that's not quite up there, not quite up to the Mercedes pace. And you know, if we look at the, if we look at how they finished, only the top six cars finished on the the first lap, on the lead lap. Sorry, after that, we get this considerable one lap. Everyone was a lap down or two mm. laps down. So we're we're back to we're back to where we were last year, unfortunately. But I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be a continuing trend this year. I sincerely hope not. I sincerely hope not. Speaking of bucking the trend, not that they have, they've always been bucking the trend, is MotoGP. That was... uh, I did watch the race in the end. I caught up with it the other day. What a magnificent race. Always is, Nick. Always is. MotoGP always delivers. It is a rare race where someone just pulls away from the pack and and if they do mm. then everyone behind him still fighting it out yeah so there's always action yeah um in fact it's probably in their sponsor's best interest if they don't pull away mm. uh because the camera is always where the action is yeah 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 no it was a it was a great race to see and it was i'll tell you what alex rinse was probably i know you spoke about him the other day to me it's sort of... I did understand what you were saying. It wasn't until I watched the race I realised how competitive he was. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was up there. Yeah. Him and Dovey were swapping, swapping positions there for a, a for, reasonable portion of the race. Considering how long Suzuki's been back, mm. that team has done phenomenally. And they haven't gone and hired an alien for, you know, 20 million euros or whatever. Yeah. They've stuck with the guys that they've got and worked with them, and it's really starting to pay dividends. Now, the race was an incredible race. Mm. Marred with a bit of controversy. Yeah. Ducati uh, faced scrutiny mm. over the um, the spoon, let's call it. Yep. On the, uh, the rear swing arm. Now, <clears throat> uh, the debate regarding whether it was an aerodynamic device or not is fairly redundant. Um, what seems to be the rumour in the paddock is that being that the uh, uh, Qatar circuit is a very hot circuit, um, the uh, spoon was designed to cool the rear tyre to get better life out of the tyre, which, you know, over the years that we've followed the MotoGP, as the bikes have gotten faster and more powerful, um, you know, rear tyre wear uh, is is a big concern and and rear tyre... Um, overheating, um, you know, is a big concern. It's become a big problem. And we've seen over the last couple of years that it's not so much making more power, it's more to do with power management. Mm. So they're, they're devices that they're using for traction control and so on and so forth. So Ducati's 
you know, if if there's any truth to the rumours, they've they've taken a different approach where they're trying to manage the tyre better by me, um, keeping it cool, and it certainly paid dividends. I mean, I, you know that I I believe that Davizioso is you know one of the great riders, and we've always argued about bike versus bike. You know, obviously yep. Marquez is is no slouch either. Um, it was interesting because you and I have been waiting for the big, you know, George versus mm. Mark Marquez, Jorge Lorenzo, if you don't know who I'm referring yeah. to. Yep. Um, you know, we're waiting for the big battle, and we just didn't see that. Yeah. He did get injured the, on the Thursday or the Friday. He did fall off, and he was pretty sore after that. So there's a suggestion that may have influenced his ride. Possibly, um, but those top, those top five... Mm. Uh, Davizioso, Mark Marquez, Carl Crutchlow, Alex, uh, Alex Rims, and Valentino Rossi, they were trading blows. Yeah. Um, and Rossi, you know, once again, incredible. That guy, 40 years old, right, mm. never ceases to amaze me, has this I'm not going to give up attitude. Started in 14th place yeah. and just tore through the field. Mm. To, um, I think at one stage he may have been even in fourth spot. I think he was, yeah. I think he got higher than fifth, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so 50 finished in. Just talking, getting back, I don't want to rehash too much old stuff, but getting back to the winglet, whatever, that's what they're calling it, winglet. Do you mm. think it offers an aerodynamical advantage? I had a look at this uh, nah. last night, and I watched I watched the discussion on it, and, and I, I, I think it's just a... No, nah, I, I don't think there's an aer- any aero there. I think that... You know, it possibly was directing the air to cool the tyre. You know, and you know, if they... Look, we are at a point in history when it comes to motorsports, not just MotoGP, all motorsports, where we don't have that big rush of technology like we used to. Mm. You know, watching uh, Rush last night, uh, the cars from that era... I, I really connect with mm. their their analog nature, yep. their, you know, mechanical fuel injection and H pattern shifters, where they actually had to press the clutch and change gears. You know, mm. uh, very limited controls in the cockpit, um, and but there was so much technological advancement during that era. Now, can you imagine releasing a car like the Tyrrell six wheeler now? Yeah, oh, they wouldn't even get it out of the trailer. No, no, you know no, what I mean? Right. But Formula One back then was all about, oh, let's you know, let's do something different. Let's yeah. try something. Um, and we've lost that now. We're governed by the rules, mm. um, which is sad because when you look at motorsport, you like to think that the pinnacle, you know, is pretty open where you're going to get this uh, emerging technology. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of new stuff, active suspension and, you know, mm. um, no, I can't think of other stuff right now, but but there's been a lot of advancements, the way the transmissions work, the EFI systems, yeah. you know, the turbocharging, um, the, the, the energy recovery systems, mm. which is a big thing. But it seems like now the systems get designed and then they get implemented for reasons like environmental friendliness mm. or, yeah, yeah. you know, rather than uh, this shit's going to make the car go faster. You know, you know what I mean? Like, Certainly, I do. The, the yeah. Tyrrell um, is one of my favourites mm. and, and the Lotus uh, 70-something, 70, oh, 70 I can't remember the, 
the exact model that was the first ground effects car. Yeah. Another one of my favourites, the fan car um, mm, from Can-Am, yeah, you know. Yeah. All these crazy innovations. Mm. Um, you just, you're not going to see that anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, if we, it would be great to have some classes where you could just go and do whatever you want. Yeah. But unfortunately, motor racing, like any other sport now, it's governed by the dollar mm. and um, you need to get TV coverage. So if it's not a premier class, it's not going to get that international TV coverage. I mean, these guys are spending billions of dollars, mm. billions of dollars. It's, you know, like it's hard to believe. Um, and then you get a team like Haas, you know, where they were primarily self-funded for a long time. Yeah. And you think, how much money has Gene got to blow? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, given the fact that he's got a NASCAR operation as well, he's it's, it's a well, he's in halves with Tony Stewart there, but still, he he, he must have some pretty big pockets. He, he must be good mates with Roger Penske and uh, <laughs> Michael Andretti, yes. I'd say. Yes, yeah, speaking to Michael Andretti and Zach Brown of Formula One, they were in town as well, not only for Formula One, but for the V8 supercars. Um, really interesting couple of weeks we've had with V8 supercars. Sorry, supercars. Scotty McLaughlin has completely and utterly dominated the, the whole field. And in actual fact, it's safe to say the Mustang GT has been has just taken off and really got triple eight in all sorts of concern. Let's put it that way. Roland Dane has already rolled out the um, parody and and wants wants the governing body to have a look at the parody. But it was okay last year when the ZB won the first six or seven six thousand races, races yeah, yeah. yeah it was okay there was no parody issue with <laughs> no, the no, ZB, no, no the zb roll no, out the first no, time i do believe that um uh svg was was going on about um how you know we we know the aero package and you know we 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 can just adapt the car based on the information that we got off the other one and you know and i'm thinking the car looks a lot smaller than, than the other one but it must be just an optical illusion. I, look, I, I watched a little bit of the racing, yeah. and my theory is that that bloody wing's so wide <laughs> that it's impossible to overtake. <laughs> it is. It is huge, and it's probably the only, only criticism of the car is that it's... It looks like an X-Wing fighter out of Star Wars. It does. <laughs> It does. It's huge, and but the car itself is not completely to the proportions that satisfy my. I don't know. I just what don't is like a seven eight look. scale Mustang. I don't know, but they've they've had to change a, it's a few 66 things. Sixty six Mustang. Yeah, to to make it to make it work right. But that said, its dominance on the track has been nothing short of really impressive. So we had um, you know we, we we talked about the ZB. Mm. Um, and and my thoughts were that uh, because the rear window was laid over so much, yeah. it offered a huge aerodynamic advantage over the Falcon, which is you know a, a traditional sedan. Yeah, I think the Mustangs got the next evolution of that. So mm. fortunately, I don't think the Camaro really has that. No, <laughs> that really great back window. <laughs> no, no. No, it doesn't. But anyway, it's um, good to see that the Mustangs are up there and, and being competitive straight out of the box. No doubt there will be adjustments made during the year. I can almost guarantee it. Now, Nick, I wanted to ask you about this mm. point system because I'm a little bit confused, right? Yep. 
how come every second race is only half the points? Yeah, because it was only half the distance. So oh. yeah, so race four and race six were only half half the distance of the race three and race five. So, right. Yeah, okay, that yeah, makes that's sense. Yeah, still doesn't really make sense, but but I'll just go along. With uh, unfortunately, race five was the one where we saw um, Scotty get hit by Cam Waters in both in Mustangs. Um, this is ridiculous, the carry-on that, that went on in during race five. So at the start of the race, they warm up their tyres. Whether Scotty should have probably known that Cam was behind him, Cam should have realised a number of cars had passed Scotty to get to the grid before Scott, for whatever reason. So it was not just Cam that was trying to pass him. Anyway, they collided, warming up their tyres, and they were both out of the race. So, really sad to see that happen. Shouldn't happen at this level of motorsport, I would have thought. But. So, so um, looking at another um, another incident there, Stanaway. Oh, look, Richie Stanaway really needs to pull his head in, I think. And, um, yeah, he was fined $10,000, and also um, he was started the race the last race of the day from the pit lane yeah which is when they're doing that to you you know you're in strife so he had a number of um he hasn't had the greatest start richie and i think he's got a lot of talent but i just think he's yeah you've always backed him i have yeah yeah you're regretting that no i will be probably by the end of the year i would have thought do you think i'm gonna let you forget that Probably not, not, neither were our listeners. <laughs> hey, another thing I slid into my notes, not yours, I just found out today, there was a V8 supercar seized over the weekend in Dubbo. Now, I will add, this was a 888 car. It has nothing to do with the 888 team. It's since been sold. And the new owners uh, were arrested on the weekend for illegal drugs by police. So Strike Force Bato... Uh, Served five warrants over the weekend in Dubbo. Actually, it was actually it was this morning. Now, sorry, this morning, Monday morning, and one of the vehicles that they have seized was the Triple Eight V8 supercar. It was probably from around 06, 07. I don't think it's the Bathurst winner. I don't because that one, I believe that they have held on to, but it looked very similar to the Bathurst winner of that. Is the better electrical? color scheme and that has been seized by police along with our gds ht monaro and seven motorbikes as well so i thought that was quite interesting <laughs> big news over the weekend or this morning nhra gator nationals my favorite one of my favorite events because it's in miami um aussie richie crampton's done it again he's won another gator nationals in top fuel um it was against clay millican in the final um, 042 reaction time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. In fuel. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. 042. Mind you, Clay ran an 058 as well. That's incredible. Uh, but yeah, they're Richie really Crampton, sharpening up. Aren't they, they are. They are. So Kalita team's going really well. Richie Crampton, he's making the Gator Nationals his own. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see him win the US Nationals again this year. Because he's won that before as well. Is that the second round for the NHRA? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, the Winter Nationals. Winters has already been run. That's correct, yep. In Pro Mod News, which was their first round, we had Stevie Fast Jackson top qualify um, with a 5.665 for the first spot. Now, now for those of you that don't know, (laughs) the difference between NHRA Pro Mod and our top door slammer is they are limited to a 1471... Mm-hmm. Root style supercharger. 
whereas we run a PSI screw supercharger. Yep. Now, they are a little bit lighter, about 100 pounds from memory. I think they're 26, 26.50, somewhere yeah, I think around 26.50, yes. Or so 50, 50 pounds. If they got a 521, they'd be 50, 80, 86 pounds, something like that. I should check this while you're talking. Lighter. Um, to run 566 with a uh, with a roots blower on limited overdrive the overdrive is still 16 18 percent yeah yeah it, it does it does change it does change yes yeah, but it, it's there or thereabouts that yes. is just phenomenal when you consider that we're we're in the 60s now now nick correct me if i'm wrong they ran quicker than this in eliminations did they not yeah, they did, yes. So Stevie Fast in eliminations went, in the final, went 564 at 253 mile an hour. For a new national record. Yeah, and he still lost. It was a, it was a whole shot win to Todd Tutoro, 566 with a 2 at 251 mile an hour. Now, Todd, Todd's car is... It's a black Camaro. That's a that's a blown deal blown, as well. Yeah, yep. both blown. That's correct. great to see yep. two supercharged cars in the final. Yep, as it should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, look, I got room for nitrous cars as well. <laughs> just you know, just in case anyone was wondering. I'm just looking here. The uh, minimum weight. I think it's actually two six fifty. Yeah, twenty six fifty yep. rings a bell. Yep. Yep. So when you consider that on limited overdrive mm -hmm. that's just unbelievable yeah. unbelievable so congratulations to todd Tudoro. i think he has i could be wrong but i think he has crewed for stevie fast in the past i believe todd in his radial versus the world deal but i could stand corrected on that but i'm pretty sure he has crewed for stevie fast Speaking of radial versus the world, we have got the biggest radial versus the world event coming up. $101,000. Up for grabs. Now, surely we are going to see 50s. I've actually written here in the notes, a mere formality. A mere formality. A mere formality. It has to be. <laughs> they went 61 a month ago, so it has to be. Surely. 50s. Uh, look, I don't know. If the rules are staying the same... It's going to look like a bit of a... A flog if I get this wrong, but I, I think it's a formality. I, you know, it's strange because it relies so heavily on the track preparation and the yep. weather um, that, you know... I mean, look, we, we were saying this mm. uh, last year after they ran 62, after Mark Mickey ran the 62. Yeah. And um, the next couple of meetings, they were in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, no, they haven't gone back to that. Or oh, they, they only got back to a 61 at this at the last Lights Out event. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, at no mercy, they weren't mm. anywhere near that sort of time. So I, I do agree. But I think I think when there's 101, if the weather's reasonably in the you right, need, you the need right the, all the ducks need to line up, Nick. You need, Pardon the pun. You, know. <laughs> <Pardon> the pun. <laughs> you need to have the track and the ambient conditions, you know, it, it really, I believe that. See, the thing is, uh, you got to realise that these guys, I, I would imagine, are all running something like the Davies Technology Profiler. Mm. So that will, that will make you run fast, providing you got your chassis set up right, mm. gear ratios right, and uh, uh, the horsepower obviously to run fast. 
um, but you still need the ambient conditions. Mm. So the, the, the profiler is continually learning in your car. So uh, the more laps you get on it, I believe the quicker you could potentially go. Yeah, okay. So um, it's, uh, yeah, oh, we're just going to have to wait and see. Mm. Just going to have to wait and see. Next weekend, 23rd. Speaking, oh, sorry, 23rd and 24th. Speaking of 23rd, BA. So BA's in bits. Mm -hmm. um, Gavin came past today mm -hmm. and fold some rings. We're, um, we're, Putting our 468 cube motor in. Oh, okay. Right. I want to try and give the LS guys a little bit of a chance. <laughs> so there's been some rumours about some rule changes um, uh, that uh, next season cars are going to have to have um, working headlights, working taillights, blinkers, uh, registration, um, drive back up the return road, cup holders. I'm, I'm not really 100% sure. I haven't had time to uh, to peruse these uh, suggestions. Um, we, we've we got all of those things. I'm actually building some titanium cup holders for the car right now. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. But, uh, um, yeah, so we're a long way off being ready, yep. I would imagine. So it's, it's Tuesday now. Everyone knows we record on Tuesday. And, um, you know, like I said, we're following the rings <laughs> today. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how we go. Um, I imagine that we'll probably be bolting the supercharger on the track. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty normal. Um, I, I ordered another two air throttles because we had the, the air throttle uh, fail. Um, and uh, the, the first one showed up, which is the Snyder one. And I, just a big shout-out to uh, Mick Snyder and all the guys there at Snyder Motorsports, top blokes. Um, unfortunately, my throttle is a push throttle, and they sent me a pull throttle. Oh, <laughs> so, okay, yep. so, and it's, you can't reverse it. So um, anyone that wants to buy a pull throttle, air throttle for their um, blown radial car, let me know. <laughs> Go on for sale cheap. Um, so the other one that I ordered was the one I used to run, which was the Beyondo. And as yet, I haven't seen it, so... Probably just going to drive it off the right foot again. Yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to go. We're so close to running a six in it. Yeah. And, and you know, I've got to tell you, I've got a lot of respect for um, radial races, not just here but uh, worldwide, and also no prep races. <laughs> because I tell you what, um, getting that power down on the track. Uh, it's not that easy. <laughs> like no, I not. thought I could have five or six stabs at the throttle and still run a six. Yeah. Um, which, with a big tie, you know, I've, I've done that before. Well, not five or six stabs, but a couple of stabs. But um, the old radial, she, uh, she's a bit bit of a tricky tyre. <laughs> so big shout-out to uh, Stewie Bond, WA Suspensions. Um, we've uh, been working together on trying to get the car hooked up. Mm. Um, nothing that that works on a big tire works on yeah. the little radial. But yep. I think we're a bit closer. We'll see. We'll how we certainly go. come a long way if you think about it. Was it six runs ago? You went eleven. Was the first time. So, the so car, that yeah. So. For those of you that um, haven't really been following, our first time down at the track, um, we were made. Why well, we? I was made to relicense. So. Um, 
you know, I couldn't really do much mm. <laughs> and I couldn't compete in the radial class, which was a bit sad because I think even stabbing the throttle five or six times, I would have, you know, qualified second. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so then the, the, the next meeting was the Western Nationals and we uh, were running in top sportsmen. Now, um, uh, we, you know, under Andrew rules, you can't run any reactive devices. Um, so, you you know, even if we had something, you can't run it anyway. And um, trying to run uh, a bracket class, a doll-your-own-bracket class with a car that really just wants to do whatever the hell it wants to do is, is an interesting feat. Uh, now, out of the possible, you know, six passes or whatever that we could have done, uh, I think we managed to do three laps. Um, three, so, yeah. Yeah, three, mm. yeah. Um, no, four. Four, four, four yeah. But, yeah, so, so, so far... The first lap with the radials, which was at the, the meeting, we were forced to relicense. Um, that was a wasted run. Uh, then it went 7.80 with about six stabs at the throttle. Mm. Then 7.50 mm-hmm. uh, going wide open for 0.8 of a second. <laughs> so then the next run after that, the air throttle didn't work. Mm-hmm. We just um, The solenoid valve that we had didn't wouldn't hold enough pressure. So... Um, and then the pressure that we set it at wasn't enough to open the throttle, so that was a wasted run. Um, then the next run uh, was a 7.30, yeah. then a 7.0, and then a 7.0 with a pedal, mm. um, which, you know, the data, we were about 14 tenths ahead um, at the point, so we, we, we sort of know, well, I'm hoping we know where we've got to go to get the 60 you know, because our 60s have been shocking, like yeah. one four, and you know, mm. and that one was a one two. Yeah, and I think looking at the data, we probably can go one one. Mm. Um, but you know, we need sort of the ducks to line up, so to speak. But I'll try and get it together, we'll try and get it down there. Um, fingers crossed. Yeah, it was a one two. Yep, I, I, I um, you know, people always ask me, you know, race this weekend. Till I'm on the start line, I've done the burnout. I'm going into stage. <laughs> you know, there's no guarantees. So um, there in are amongst no guarantee- that, in amongst that, people are probably wondering, well, you had three weeks. Mm. You know, why, why has it taken this long? Well, the first week, um, I had a, a, a important um, job, workshop job that had to be done. So the the hoist was tied up from Tuesday till Friday. Um, so poor old B.A. Barakas had to sit in the uh, truck in the transporter there. Um, then uh, last week, I was actually at Aqua. Mm, um, yes. Doing night shift at Aqua. So it, those of you that listen to the show that live in uh, Western Australia, if you've never been to Aqua, um, it is a fantastic facility great way to get up close and personal to all sorts of things that live in the ocean that mm. you, you want to make sure you've got a barrier between you and them. <laughs> um, there is some stingrays there, Nick, yep. that are as big as this house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've got un- some big creatures. Mate, there. unbelievable. 
And uh, anyway, so uh, what it is is they 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 have a thing called a um, uh, a travelator, mm. right? So it's essentially a um, uh, a footpath that moves more or less. Mm. So instead of you having to walk around the the um, the tank, so it's you're you're in like you're you're under a massive fish tank uh, with a glass uh, top, mm. I guess essentially like a dome, like a glass dome, and you walk around inside this glass dome. Uh, we don't walk around. You stand on top of the travelator, and the travelator mm. takes you. So, so how it came to be was that the, the travelator's got a fluid coupling on it. So I yep. uh, got contacted by the guys there, and they said, you know, do you guys do um, fluid couplings, which we do? And um, they, I said to them, look, you, you know, most of these things I can sort out over the phone. So what's it doing? They tell me what it's doing. I said, look, sounds like it's lost its oil. Um, got the details. It takes this many mils of this oil, blah, blah, blah. And they put it in there and they said it's leaking out. Uh, now, I should have probably just gone there and, and sorted out there and then. But anyway, nonetheless, they pulled it out. They brought it up to our shop, had a look at it, um, sorted it out, gave it back to them. And then they were having some other issues with it. And we ended up um, working from five in the afternoon, which is when they shut, to uh, six in the morning, which they open at 10 to the public, but they open at six and we needed to get out of there so they could vacuum and, and so on and so forth. So last week I, I was doing that and I've got a few transmissions that I need to get done for customers for this meeting. So mm. uh, during the day, so I didn't actually sleep at all last week. <laughs> So, so that's why we're working on the car this week. <laughs> so, um, but the travelator is up and running. Oh, there's good news. Yeah, yeah I was so, going to ask you that actually. So, if you get a chance, um, get down to Aqua mm. and and check out the travelator. Amazing bit of gear, and check out the the. I mean, if if you've never gotten the opportunity to check out the 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 sea life of Western Australia, um, you know, absolutely. I highly recommend it. Amazing place. Mm. I, I remember going there as a kid because it's been open um, 31 years. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so, yeah, I, mm. I would have been like 15 yeah. when, I, when I went there back then for school or something, mm. I think it was. Um, but I hadn't been back there since and uh, just blew me away. Yeah. Absolutely blew me away. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. I took my kids there last year, actually. It was the travelator working? Yeah, yeah, it was working. Was working. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> it was working good. <laughs> so, so um, mate, I just can't get over how big some of those fish are. Yeah, yeah. You well, they're well fed, aren't they? <laughs> well fed. Well, they throw the occasional tourist in there. Or something. <laughs> um, so, anyway. So, uh, I wanted to talk to you about um, uh, a, a day in the green. Oh, Yes. Day in the Green. Day in the Green. They, they really copped it on, on social media. The Kylie Minogue version. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, it, unfortunately, um, it was drizzling mm. all day. And, um, you know, that made it quite quite dangerous there. WorkSafe was there, um, you know, because obviously you've got speakers and electrical. Yep. Um, now, now, we're not sure whether Kylie's voice was affected mm. by that. No. Or whether that's she just sounds like shit. I don't know. I'm not really. Oh, honest. come on. <laughs> I don't really know for sure. All right, but but um, look, you know, from the event organisers, they they I'm sure that they just want to apologise to everyone that that attended. Um, you know about the weather. You know, and and um, you know, I think it was they were considering uh, calling the event a day in the mud. 
<laughs> but you know, maybe next year they'll change the name to that. Don't <laughs> God, day in the mud, day, day in the mud. But um, and of course, you know, being so close to the river, mm. you know, when it rains, the tide comes in. <laughs> I mean, you got to admit that's pretty stupid to do it next to the river. <laughs> it's it's the first time I believe they've done it as well. I don't wow. understand why Day in the Greens it's always been at a vineyard or Kings Park or I thought that they would do it at a golf course. Yeah, or that too, or just somewhere where it's higher ground. But <laughs> where, I, where there's a green. Yeah. From all reports, I think you know. I think that Kylie still put on a very good show. She probably did. Yeah. Now, now there was a rumor that Elton John was his farewell tour or something I think he's still coming no, ah, I think that's, that's couldn't make it yeah, couldn't no, make it to the no, day in the green no had to send Kylie instead no, no, but he's going to be at the arena I believe what about John, John Farnham no, was he he's, there he's, he's done, done. he's, he's done. done how's his manager going is he out of jail I don't know to be honest because I did notice there was someone there collecting cash at the gate <laughs> I, I don't know if it was him Anyway, now an event that did go off, mm. the monster trucks, yeah. full house at the motorplex. Full house, always is. Monster trucks seem to get seem to get the, the people in, and, and um, yeah, they seem to do it very well, the monster trucks. I think there was some feedback that this year's event wasn't that great with the rain. This is the same night as the day on the green, and um, it was yeah, a lot of the trucks. Well, look, I saw look. some of the videos, looked pretty ordinary. But yeah, Look, I mean, those things... Uh, visibility is very important you know mm. and and the rain would have affected that yep and also you know if you've got 1500 odd horsepower which is what they've got yeah um and you're on a, a muddy slick surface mm. well when you jump on the gas what do you think is going to happen yeah it's going to spin the tires and probably spray everyone in the crowd with mud so mm. i feel sorry for the, the 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 guys that um were driving them because it would have been a challenge and and obviously when you're lining up to do a jump or, or you know, whatever, you don't want the thing sliding sideways and out of control. So mm. um, they probably had to tone it down a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. That's the feedback that but, we saw as well. But a lot of punters still disappointed. But anyway, I, I think... Look, look at it this way. They didn't have to listen to Kylie. No, that's right. No, I like Kylie. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Perth Motorplex is up for sale again so it's a second round do you think we should um start a gofundme page <laughs> do you think we should do it nick we i'd love to talk and power the talk and power plex <laughs> i'd love to do it but um <laughs> let's do it let's start a gofundme page we're going to raise money and buy the quinata motorplex <laughs> and we're going to give it to to our listeners I'm not sure how much free Mark. entry for everyone <laughs> free free entry to all the talk and power listeners <laughs> I'm not sure how much Mark McGowan wants for it, but uh, it's thirty mil. Is it? Yeah, thirty mil. That's 30 money mil. well well invested. All right, that brings us to the close of the show. Just one quick comment: the Race Wars podcast that'll be coming soon, so you'll get to see the Race Wars podcast that'll be up in the coming days slash week. Maybe we'll see. All right, Simon, I'll let you get back to it. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure, Nick. Looking As forward always, to, looking forward to Saturday. Just keep keep your eyes open for those big Mustang rear ends. I will. I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll. When's the Camaro coming out? It's still as a road car on the road or on the V8 oh, supercars. So as far as I yeah, know, you can buy them yeah, already. You can, yeah. yeah, V8 yeah. supercars. No, it's still no 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 date set yet. 
Yeah, but it is happening, yeah? It will happen, yeah. yeah. It'll be more than likely next year now. Is that, and so is Alan Moffat going to be driving for Ford again? I don't think so. No? No. Not going to have Moffat and um, but, well, uh, Bob you, Jane? Yeah, that's who we'd need is <laughs> Bob Jane, but the poor man's passed now, so... But um, His yeah. son could do it. Yeah, yeah, he could do. <laughs> could do. But no, we, it'll be more than likely next year at this stage. Yeah. Yeah, the, um, the money invested in the ZB is still... Um, quite large and i think they got to muscle through a year at least with a zb do you know i mean has holden managed to sell them no 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 do you like do you get a free one if you buy a uh, buy two get one get a third one free, no i was I thinking know. you buy a colorado yeah they strap on in the back yeah no it's not it's, <laughs> no. it's been a really poor retail sales um car for for holden unfortunately and you know where they are going though well all this uh you know i don't want to get into a discussion about it but everything's been happening in new zealand they've been showing a lot of the new zealand police cars mm. yeah one of them is, are. yeah, ZB, are. yeah. Yeah, i saw that yeah i so did you can't sell them in australia shipping new zealand yeah <laughs> the interesting thing will be however is the peugeot's acquisition of opal Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that that's, that's a game changer. It is. Yeah, and I so think GM dumped Opal. Yeah. So what's GM? GM must be getting in bed with Kia or something. Don't know, but it it means that most cars in the future for Holden Australia will be coming from the US now, more than likely. They haven't said that in so many words, but well, they're going to have to. Yeah. If, if they've gotten rid of Opal, so if that's the case, then so. They've bought Opal. Mm. So the Opal brand now, because there's a lot of car yards that have been selling Opal as Opal, mm. is that going to continue on? That'll continue on, yeah. Imported by Peugeot. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. So, but Holden have already, that's why the Arcadia is looking like a permanent fixture. Oh, that's... Camaro, yeah, certainly. They're Chevy Blazer, yeah. and, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting. So Big changes. Yeah. So we might not see Astra, Equinox, those vehicles no, in the coming years. They'll be gone. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Wow. There you go. And on that bombshell. <laughs> on that bombshell, <laughs> we'll see you all down the track. If you're going to the track, make sure you pop in and say hello. For sure. All right, Simon, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Nick. All right, take care. See you. See you at the track. power stresses all characters and events on this podcast even those based on real people are entirely fictional all celebrity voices are impersonated poorly we do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers